I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Today's topic is one that I get so many questions about all the time. It's about the thyroid gland. Now, today we're discussing a kind of a beginner's guide to the thyroid. What is it? Signs and symptoms that it's not functioning properly. And most importantly, what can you do to take care of that really important gland called your thyroid gland? So let's dive right in. The thyroid gland one of the most important endocrine glands in the body. Endocrine means it produces hormones. Greatly influences every cell in the body. Now, aside from regulating your metabolism and, re and releasing necessary hormones, the thyroid is also important for the growth and development of children, as well as nearly every physiological process in your body. So the thyroid gland is one of these glands that we can live without. We can take medication if we have it removed, but it's a really important gland. And I'm amazed how many people have thyroid issues? We're going to talk about how to spot a thyroid issue, even if your blood work is normal. There are some things we can look at and say, you know, this just isn't right. Let's do a little more testing. And even if the tests come back negative, there's still positive steps you can take, real simple steps, every single day. It's important for your metabolism, your uh, 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 temperature of your body, uh, your immune system. So the thyroid is a really important gland. And some of the things we're going to talk about, you're going to be amazed that you never thought it could be your thyroid gland, and it is, and how easy it is in most cases to get it stabilized. So when your thyroid levels are out of balance, so are you. Now, too much hyperthyroidism or too little hypothyroidism, that's when you're not producing enough of those hormones, it can trouble your overall health. So poor thyroid function has been linked to things such as fibromyalgia, IBS, gum disease, infertility in women, autoimmune diseases, which is why it's so imperative to learn how the thyroid works and what can cause it to get out of kilter. Now, the thyroid gland, what is it? Let's talk about what it is first and where it is. The thyroid gland, it's a butterfly-shaped gland, and it's found inside your neck, right underneath your larynx or your voice box, your Adam's apple, if you're a man. There's two lobes on either side of the windpipe, and they're connected by tissue called the isthmus. So it's kind of a connection. So if you look at it, if you remove the thyroid gland, it kind of looks like a butterfly. Now, your thyroid is responsible for producing the master metabolism hormones that control every function of your body. Mainly, it produces, produces other things, but mainly produces two, two, uh, two hormones, T3 and T4. Now, T means uh, thyroid, make it easy for you. The number, three or four, and there's also one, two, three, and four, the number means how many molecules of iodine are attached to that hormone. Remember that word iodine. Iodine is so important, and so many people are deficient in iodine, so it affects the hormone production, which affects everything else. So many times, patients come to us, and they say, well, Dr. Joe, I'm tired, I, have, uh, I'm in, I can't make babies, uh, I'm cold all the time. We can try to treat the symptoms, we can give you coffee, maybe give you energy, but that's not getting to the cause. And so many times, people are having problems with iodine, they don't have enough iodine, they can't pr produce enough thyroid hormones, and so now we don't know what to do. We keep trying to chase down a rabbit hole, but really what it is is you have to just get enough iodine in your body, which is really actually easy to do. I'll tell you how in a second. So the hormones secreted by your thyroid interact with something called the mitochondria. 
The mitochondria are the powerhouses of the cell. It's the part of the cell that generate energy. And if the mitochondria aren't working properly, the, uh, you get tired. Muscles get weak. I'm going to go on a side note for a second here. If you're taking statin drugs for cholesterol, there's an enzyme in your liver that produces cholesterol. That same enzyme produces something called coenzyme Q10. Now, coenzyme Q10 can get into the mitochondria and make it generate energy. If you're not producing enough coenzyme Q10 because you're taking statin drugs, I'm going to recommend that you take a coenzyme Q10 supplement. But just like the thyroid hormones can get in and make the mitochondria work, we want to make sure that you have the coenzyme Q10 as well. So if you're treating one and not the other, you may not get the results you want. So the mitochondria, uh, that can cause an increase in nutrient breakdown and the production of ATP if you don't have enough of the hormones. So you have to have enough of these hormones. In fact, uh, the fact is that these hormones play an important role throughout the body and explains why a less than optimal thyroid status is associated with so many widespread diseases and symptoms. And so a lot of times patients come in and we try to figure out what the problem is, we got to dig a little deeper. So I always think, okay, is the thyroid working? Almost 90% of the hormone produced by your thyroid is something called T4. Remember T stands for what? Thyroid, make it simple. And 4 stands for what? How many iodine molecules are attached to that hormone? So 90% of what the thyroid produces is T4. Now this is, a little confusing here, it's an inactive form of your thyroid hormones. T4 goes into your liver, the liver converts T4 into T3, and that's the active form. What happens is we just take off one of those iodine molecules. If everything is working properly, you will make what you need, and you'll have the correct amounts of thyroid hormones, which control the metabolism of every cell in the body. So remember, T4 converts into T3, and T3 is the active form. If your T3 is inadequate, either by not, not producing enough or by not converting T4 properly, the whole system kind of breaks down. T3 is critically important because it plays a role in burning fat in your body. In one study, researchers noted that when they increased T3 levels in participants, weight loss occurred. Now, this doesn't mean you should be taking T3 hormone because people think, well, Dr. Joe, T3 burns fat. I'll just take T3 hormone and I'll burn fat. The problem is this. Whenever you take a hormone from outside the body in, whether it's testosterone, estrogen, thyroid hormone, the body stops producing its own or slows down its production of its own. So now you become reliant on it. That's why I'm not a big fan of outside hormones unless you have to take them. If you have to take them, absolutely take them. But many times people say, well, I'm low in testosterone. I'm going to take a testosterone hormone. <sighs> I'd rather see you produce your own testosterone as opposed to taking it from an outside source. If you have to take it, absolutely. So your thyroid hormone levels can be disrupted by various risk factors. Hypothyroidism, hypo meaning low, low thyroidism occurs when your thyroid produces too little thyroid hormone. That's a condition often linked to iodine deficiency. One doctor, Dr. David Bronstein, he's a board-certified holistic practitioner, and he's been working with iodine for the past 20-plus years. He claims that over 95% of his patients in his clinic are iodine deficient. Now, other studies show 30%, 50%. Either way, you have to get iodine in your diet. We're going to talk about how you get iodine in your diet in a little bit and why what you're getting may not be enough to make you function at the optimum level. It might prevent you from getting a disease, but it's not going to give you the optimum levels. So in addition, another study published in 2012 estimates that 4.3 to 8.5 of the population has subclinical hypothyroidism. I think it might be a little higher, but let's say it's 4%. This condition 
uh, where you seem normal, the thyroid levels seem normal, but there's something called the serum thyroid stimulating hormone, that's TSH. Thyroid stimulating hormones are slightly elevated. Now this is where it gets a little confusing. What happens is you produce thyroid stimulating hormones by your pituitary gland, it goes to the thyroid, it stimulates the thyroid to produce hormones. Then you produce the hormones, the hormones get in the blood, it goes back up to the pituitary gland, and the pituitary gland says, okay, I got enough of that hormone, stop producing it. So it's a negative feedback loop, we call it. We send a message up, it shuts down, then the, the, the pituitary gland says, I'm not getting enough thyroid, I don't sense any in the blood, let's produce more. So that's how the body works pretty much on all the hormones. If the thyroid stimulating hormone is a little high, it means we're trying to force the thyroid to make more hormones, which means you might be low in production. Hope you follow that. However, only a marginal percentage of people with subclinical hypothyroid are being treated. The reason behind this is the interpretation of the lab tests, particularly the thyroid stimulating hormone. Doctors have to know how to read this. Most physicians believe that if your thyroid stimulating value is within the normal range, your thyroid is fine. But if it's on the high end of normal, it might be an issue. But as the saying goes, the devil's in the details. If your doctor suspects that thyroid stimulating levels might be slightly elevated, even if the tests don't indicate it, treatment can be started early to help prevent subclinical condition from becoming a big problem. And the simple treatment is, in most cases, get more iodine in your body. Now, don't take iodine supplements. I'm going to talk about that in a second. I'm going to show you how to get iodine in your diet. You tell, I'm telling you not to take supplements? Wow. But I'll tell you what kind of supplements to take. There are certain types you want to make sure you take. Other ones, you don't want to take too much iodine. So identifying hypothyroidism uh, it, and its cause can be a little tricky. Many of the symptoms of hypothyroidism are really vague and may be confused with other disorders. Physicians often mistake a thyroid problem or they miss the thyroid problem uh, because they rely on just a few traditional tests, leaving other clues undetected or like, well, I don't know what's causing it. I don't, I'm just going to ignore it. The most sensitive way to find out is simply pay attention to what your body's telling you. According to something called uh, informedhealth.org, people with sluggish thyroids usually experience of diverse indicators, such as, follow these now in case you have them, fatigue and lethargy, sensitivity to cold temperatures, slightly to moderate weight gain, shortness of breath during exercise, problems concentrating, constipation, hair loss, dry skin, hoarse voice, depression, uh, heavy menstrual cycles, uh, other menstrual problems, joint and muscle pain, slow reflexes. Now, when you come to our offices, we can test your reflexes and we know what a normal looks like. And if it's slow, that could be something we put in the checkbox. Okay, maybe this is a problem. And then we look at other things, maybe it's not. But when we start to put it all together, my doctors are detectives. We like to find out what's going on and we try to put all the pieces together and solve the puzzle. So a lot of people come to us, again, we're a chiropractic team in a pain management clinic. A lot of patients come to us with neck pain and back pain and joint stiffness and muscle aches. Okay, that's a checkbox. Well, now they're sensitive to cold. That's a checkbox. Well, now we have other issues. The, the, even the, the eyebrows may not be forming properly. That's a checkbox. And so we try to put it together and find out where the problems are. So any of the symptoms we just talked about can be suggestive of an underactive thyroid. More symptoms you have, the higher the likelihood that you have hypothyroidism. Furthermore, the Mayo Clinic notes that if the disease is left untreated, it can lead to other health problems, such as goiter, which is a swollen thyroid, increased risk of heart disease, infertility, birth defects for pregnant women, damaged peripheral nerves, nerves outside the spine, increased severity of mental health problems, such as depression, something called myxedema, 
This is a severe form of hypothyroidism that results in cardi cardiogenic shock, respiratory depression, uh, hypothermia, and even coma. So the thyroid, again, is really important. So how about if you have a hyperactive thyroid? Okay, T4, remember we have T3 and T4. T4 is a hormone made from the thyroid gland, and it's converted into T3 because we take off one of those iodines. Many of your cells and tissues depend on these hormones to work properly. An overactive thyroid produces too much T4 or T3, sometimes both, and that causes some of your body functions to accelerate. This condition is called hyperthyroidism, wherein your thyroid produces hormones too many. Now, according to a 2016 study published in Lancet, which is a medical journal, women are more susceptible to this condition than men. Hyperthyroidism may manifest in a lot of different ways. According to this study published in Lancet, palpitation, heart palpitation, fatigue, tremors, anxiety, disturbed sleep, weight loss, heat intolerance, uh, excessive thirst, untreated hyperthyroidism can lead to heart problems like atrial fibrillation, cardiomyopathy, angina, and heart failure. Now, I had a patient, young girl, and she was so hyperactive and so cute, and she was just such a pleasure to be around. But I remember picking her up one day and holding her, and I felt her heart boom, 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 racing. And I thought, well, she's just hyperactive. And she wasn't annoying hyperactive. She was just super energy. And she would chat and talk, really smart kid. <clears throat> and I said, something's not right here. So her mother took her and got a thyroid test, and sure enough, she had something called Graves' disease. Graves' disease is hyperthyroidism. So we tried from a holistic standpoint, to normalize the thyroid. And it got to the point where we weren't, we weren't doing well, but she had a family history of hyperthyroidism. So in that case, she needed surgery. She needed to have the thyroid removed, and now she's on medication. So we try to do the best we can with natural treatments, and in most cases, we get great results, but not every case. And that's why I like to try the conservative approach first on all healthcare problems. Neck pain, back pain, digestive issues, uh, anxiety, depression. You go to our website, drjoe.com, we have over a thousand hours of podcasts there. And we always talk about the conservative approach first. And if the conservative approach doesn't work, we can always get more aggressive. But I can't tell you how many patients come in our offices. In the Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. Patients come to us sometimes as their first line of defense, which is the, the smart thing to do. But sometimes it's their last approach. We've tried everything else, nothing's working. Then we have to work backwards. We get their diet straightened out. We get them on good food. We get them on good supplements. We get their spine lined up. We take the pressure off the nervous system. We fix their digestive system. And if you can get the nervous system, digestive system, and your diet balanced, now you have a healthcare plan. I have to laugh. All these politicians jumping up and down. We have a healthcare crisis. We don't have a healthcare crisis. We have a sick care crisis. Nobody goes to the doctor if they're healthy. They go to the doctor when they're sick. And no one talks about treating the cause of the healthcare problems. All they talk about is treating the symptoms. If we can launch a campaign, which I'm doing, to control the, uh, the cause and not have to worry about the symptoms, the symptoms many times go away. And then we free up a lot of doctors to work on the cases that don't respond that maybe need a little more aggressive approach. So it's very easy. If you fix the nervous system, digestive system, and the diet, most cases, people are going to get a positive response. So we don't have really healthcare crisis. We just have, I feel, a healthcare misappropriation. Let's try to get to the cause of the problem. It's a pretty novel idea. It's way less expensive, way more effective. So that's the approach I like to take, and my patients do too. So there are several ways to diagnose an underactive or a hyperactive thyroid. We can test the, uh, the thyroid-stimulating hormone that measures the, the TSH, thyroid-stimulating hormones. Results indicate too high or too low levels may be an abnormally functioning thyroid. Okay, so your doctor may have to order some tests 
to test your T4 as well. We can check free T4 and bound T4. Free T4 is the hormone that's usable by the body. Bound T4 refers to T4 that's already been bound to proteins. And so you may have a lot of bound T4, but not free T4. So if you measure just T4 in general, you're not gonna get the exact numbers that you want. What's actually the functioning part of T4? The thyroid antibody testing. This test looks at antibodies that target the thyroid, what's called thyroid peroxidase, and the thyroid stimulating hormone receptors. So basically it tells us that the body is attacking itself. It's an autoimmune disease. A lot of thyroid diseases are autoimmune. You can even check body temperature. Dr. Dennis Wilson, who was the first doctor to use a sustained release T3 thyroid hormone in 2015 study, this is when the study was done, he found that low body temperature may be a possible indicator for poor thyroid function. And then there's radioactive iodine. Not a big fan of this one. You ingest a small amount of radioactive iodine to help determine the thyroid function. The results may show high uptake, which indicates hyperthyroidism. Low uptake, meaning, meaning a thyroid is absorbing it, could be hypo. Again, I'm not a fan of putting anything radioactive into the body if we don't have to. Again, I just want to let you know what tests there are. So let's talk about four things that affect your thyroid health. And I bet some of them are going to sound really familiar. These are the key contributing factors that can mess with the function of your thyroid. Now, if you've listened to my shows before, you know I'm not a big fan of gluten. Now, gluten is a protein. It's found in wheat, barley, and rye. And gluten is a protein. When it gets into the colon, the body will attack it. The immune system will attack it because it's a foreign protein. Some people are more susceptible to this than others. But here's the problem. Gluten looks like the lining of your colon. The protein found in gluten looks very similar to the protein of the cells in the lining of your colon. So if your immune system is not really super fine-tuned, it will attack the gluten and at the same time attack the lining of your colon. And that can cause an inflammatory reaction. And when the colon becomes inflamed, you might have gas, bloating, cramping, acid reflux, diarrhea, constipation, but that inflammation becomes systemic. What that means is it goes through your entire system. And that can cause an inflammatory reaction in your brain. And I cannot tell you how many patients I've treated over the years. I've been doing this for 36 years. I've missed a half a day of work in 36 years. So we've seen tens of thousands of patients. And when that inflammatory reaction happens in the colon and gets into the brain, the brain can become inflamed and you might get brain fog, mood swings, can't focus properly. And so here we are trying to address the brain. It's not the brain. It's the gut. And one of the easiest things you can do is cut out the gluten. I'm going to give you a challenge on how to do that in just a second. So cut out the gluten, wheat, barley, and rye, because gluten is a notorious culprit of thyroid dysfunction. It can cause inflammation and autoimmune response. Again, the body attacking itself in many people, and it can be responsible for things like Hashimoto's. That's the body attacking itself. Gluten sensitivity can cause your gastrointestinal system to malfunction, so foods you eat aren't completely digested. So what happens is you have this undigested food, it gets into the intestines. It can cause an irritation in the bowels and cause an inflammatory reaction and then essentially open up holes in your gut. And now these big chunks of undigested protein, bacteria, viruses, fecal matter can be absorbed into the blood system and then it goes through the whole body and the immune system starts attacking it. We call this leaky gut syndrome. 35 years ago, 40 years ago, I was talking about leaky gut syndrome. Nah, it's poo-poo. It doesn't mean anything. We're blowing it off. Don't worry about it. Now, it's taught. It's standard. 
So we put this in the Dr. Joe was right column. There are so many things I've been teaching for the past decades that now become mainstream. Even with viruses, people, what about viruses? What, raise your body temperature. A simple thing you can do. If you have a virus in your body, you have a fever. And the body raises the body temperature to fight off the virus, kill it off. Viruses are heat sensitive. So I've been saying for years, take a hot bath, take a steam shower, raise your body temperature to help fight off the viruses. Now, it's common knowledge. It's being taught everywhere. So again, Dr. Joe was right, but I digress. Let's go back to gluten. Gluten gets into the bowels, causes an inflammatory reaction, little holes form, big chunks of undigested food get into the blood system. Blood system is attacked. It's, the immune system attacks it in the blood system, can cause an autoimmune response. So the connection becomes more apparent as one of these studies we talk about highlights the connection between autoimmune thyroiditis and something called celiac disease. Celiac disease is when you have a really super sensitive reaction to gluten. So I'm going to give you this challenge. I want you to completely remove gluten from your diet for 30 days. Now, you might think that's a little challenging. You can do it. That means no breads, cookies, cakes, donuts, pastas, no wheat, no barley, no rye. Do it for 30 days. At the end of 30 days, I want you to have more gluten. Have yourself a piece of pizza. Have yourself some cakes and cookies and donuts and bread. See how you feel. This is a real simple free test that you can do to determine if you're having gluten sensitivity. Chances are, I'm going to be honest with you, just between you and I, even after a week or two, you'll see a difference. But if you can do 30 days, that's awesome. You'll be amazed what happens when you cut the wheat, barley, and rye out of your diet. And again, there's 120,000 other foods you can eat. You're not going to starve. And then you can say, if you put it back in and you feel bad, Dr. Joe was right. And this is something I want to continue doing. And what will happen is this. I've done this before. You're going to cheat. Everybody does. You do it for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever it is. You cheat. You feel awful. And then I say, ha, 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 ha. I was right. I told you it was going to happen. And then you say, all right, I'm going to do this forever. And again, you shouldn't eat wheat, barley, and rye anyway, because it's essentially sugar anyway. And that's, you, you want to stay away from sugar, because sugar really weakens your immune system as well. And we're talking about autoimmune conditions with the thyroid. Sugar is another thing you want to stay away from. So try to cut out the, the uh, gluten and see what happens. Soy, I've said this before, soy is not a wholesome health food. And the agricultural and food companies, they try to lead you to believe that it is. There are studies explaining the dangers of soy that they contain something called anti-nutrients and the impact on your digestive system. And there's something called goiterogens. These are chemicals that can adversely affect the thyroid and, affect, and cause goiters. Properly or, tr or traditionally fermented and organic unprocessed soy products are okay. Natto, which is fermented soy, don't ever eat it, it tastes terrible. Miso, fine. Tempeh, fine. It's the unfermented soy products you should stay away from, like these soy meats. I'm not a big fan of these fake meats. They taste good, I'm not a big fan of it. Soy milk. I do coconut milk or almond milk. Stay away from the soy milk and even the soy cheeses. And you have coconut cheese and almond cheese, so you don't have to worry about that anymore. So if you're going to do soy, it's got to be organic, and I prefer that it's uh, fermented. Try to stay away from those non-soy products then because it's not good for your body, especially the thyroid gland. Bromine is another thing I want you to stay away from. What the heck is bromine? Bromine is a common endocrine disruptor found in things like fire retardants. Evidence shows that this compound may affect proper thyroid function, as well as hormone transplant. When you ingest and absorb uh, bromine, it displaces iodine. And this iodine deficiency leads to an increased risk of breast cancer, thyroid gland problems, ovary problems, prostate cancers. And we see this at an alarmingly high rate. This phenomenon is significant enough to have its own name. It's called the bromide dominance theory. So in addition, 
when food comes contaminated with bromine, it may cause nausea and vomiting. Bromine can be found regularly in a number of places. Pesticides for agricultural applications. Plastics, just common drinking uh, glasses and things that you put food in. Bakery products such as flour, soft drinks that have a citrus flavor. They put something called brominated vegetable oil. So if you're drinking a, a, a soft drink with a, a citrus flavor, look in the ingredients. Probably going to have bromine in it. Swimming pools, they use it as an alternative to chlorine. Fire retardants to prevent fires from occurring. Uh, to achieve the best thyroid health, you need to do some lifestyle changes. If you have a health problem, if you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, if you've ever been in a car accident, make an appointment to come see us. We have offices in the Atlanta area, Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. We want to be your doctors. Folks, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. Once again, the website, drjoe.com. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on wsbradio.com and on a WSB Radio app. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.